welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a regular Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things Spoke B, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection and reliably low prices on all the parts your car will ever need. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, you can, if you have not already, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, whether it be uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, which I use for my Android phone, and I love it. Um, Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you'd also Uh, be able to leave a rating and a review, that would be very much appreciated as well. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also find me at Ian C. McLaren. If you want to send me an email, you can do so at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. Today, we're going to update some Bruins news and notes, which there actually is some, which is great to see. And also open up the mailbag and take a quick look around the NHL. To begin, the biggest news of the day in my mind is an Instagram post that was shared by Brad Marchand here on Wednesday morning. As I record, it's about 11.43 a.m. This was posted on his Instagram uh, around 11.30ish. And it's a picture of... Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron on the ice together in practice gear at Warrior Ice Arena. And, uh, you know, phase two of the NHL's return to play plan is in full effect, meaning uh, players are allowed to gather, to skate uh, in small groups, going through social distancing protocols and COVID-19 testing and things like that. So it's the very first uh, hockey-related step towards uh, the eventual 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. All that is hoped to take place over the summer. So, yeah, Marchand Bergeron on the ice. Not sure who else is joining him, but that is a thing that is happening this morning. And as I said on Twitter, it is filed under things that you love to see. Now elsewhere in Bruins land, the Bill Masterton Trophy nominees have been announced and the Boston chapter of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, of which I am not a part for the record, has selected Kevin Miller as the Bruins nominee. The Masterton Trophy is given to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Now Miller Did not play a single game for the Bruins during the regular season. He's recovering from serious knee injuries. He was limited to just 39 games last season due to a fractured kneecap. Um, And he's been trying to get back into playing shape, but he suffered uh, setbacks during his rehabilitation and uh, was not able to get back on the ice for the Stanley Cup final run last year. And again, was not able to play this season, but... According to PHWA Boston Chapter Chair Joe Haggerty, Miller is the uh, nominee for the Bruins, according to all the members uh, of the Boston Chapter. And Haggerty said, since working his way up to the NHL six years ago, 
Kevin Miller has shown nothing but dedication, perseverance, and sportsmanship in his time with the Bruins. He worked his way into the NHL as an undrafted college player, and he's been a strong, courageous, and tough player on the ice that perfectly embodies the Bruins' way. This season, injuries challenged his dedication and perseverance while keeping him out of any games. But Miller never backed down and never stopped working for a return. None of it was easy for Miller, but his resilient response perfectly embodies the spirit of a Bill Masterton Trophy candidate. Miller uh, remains active in the Boston community, serving as a spokesperson and advocate for the Brain Aneurysm Foundation. He's also uh, an active supporter of the U.S. military and leading contributor to the Bruins' annual Military Appreciation Night. Now, uh, you know, for this trophy, all 31 teams received nominees for this award. Uh, So I would think that Miller's chances of winning are actually pretty low. Uh, But I would not have selected Miller if I had a say in this. Um, Not only because, you know, he didn't play a single game this season, but um, also in light of his regrettable contributions to the Blackout Tuesday movement and Black Lives Matter, you know, including All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter in his, his statement and doubling down when challenged by fans uh, via direct message, uh, kind of uh, put a damper on Boston's statement to that effect and uh, didn't really appreciate his contribution there. I personally would have selected Zdeno Chara. He's the oldest player in the NHL. Uh, He's still, you know, playing heavy minutes for the Bruins, so that shows his dedication to hockey, his perseverance, and he's also, you know, very involved in the community and uh, was a powerful voice in the Black Lives Matter uh, march that took place in uh, Brookline last week. Um, so, you know, not really a big deal in the end. If it were up to me, I'd probably give the award uh, to Bobby Ryan of the Ottawa Senators. The winger left the Senators last November to enroll in the NHL's uh, player assistance program to battle an alcohol addiction. So that in and of itself was a pretty great thing that he was able to take that step and to get help. Then he returned to the Senators lineup in February, not having played in more than 100 days. He uh, responded with a hat trick and a fight in a 5-2 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. And that was one of the... Uh, most inspiring moments of the NHL season and uh, really got everybody uh, kind of feeling good at a time when things were not looking too great <laughs> heading into deeper into 2020. So uh, I, I would give him my vote if, if I had a, an opportunity to do so, but I don't. Um, and again, I, I would have given the Boston nomination to Chara if I had to say, which I don't. So, uh, you know, That's just my two cents. Now let's talk for a moment here about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to RockAuto.com, you can find auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. If you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, 
please write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's now answer some mailbag questions. And I got uh, three good ones this week that uh, I'd like to address now. The first comes from Court Lalonde of Bruins Diehards. He's been on the podcast before. He asks, with the ever-changing economic climate in the NHL due to a lack of ticket revenue, how do you think that will affect upcoming RFAs and UFAs new contracts? Now, I see Court kind of had some opinions on this uh, the other day, saying, due to the current climate and uncertainty with the salary cap, I predict Krug and maybe even DeBrusque take one-year deals. Uh, now, here's the thing with that. Uh, Tory Krug is an unrestricted free agent, meaning he'll be able to explore the open market. And while it may make sense for him to take a one-year deal with the Bruins where he's comfortable and where he has become family, I find it difficult to believe someone in his position would take that kind of deal just with the risk involved. I would assume that he would still want some long-term guarantees some long-term security and that he wouldn't risk uh you know the uh, very real possibility of injury especially during these crazy times where uh, there won't be a regular off season there won't be regular training camps there'll be a lot of games played within a small period of time conceivably and DeBrusque, on the other hand, being a restricted free agent, he won't have as much leverage. So the Bruins could easily, you know, offer him a one-year deal and get him signed to that to see what the situation will be for 20... What are we going to be talking about now? 2021, 2022? Um, so that's a possibility. Uh, so he might sign a shorter deal, say a one-year deal for 2020, 2021. And then the Bruins, knowing what the cap situation will be uh, moving forward, could you know, get a long-term deal with him at that point. But when it comes to Krug, there's a lot of uncertainty. Nobody knows what the cap situation will be heading into next season. And ideally, they will get him signed to maybe a a three-year deal, two-year deal, just to get some sort of security. But then um, it's possible that another team could sweep in and offer him a long-term contract that he is looking for to have that security. The Bruins might not be in position to do that where another team, say like Detroit, could, and therefore poach him to give him some added security. I do believe there is an appetite to get him signed long-term in Boston, um, and hopefully they are able to work something out. But these are uncertain times, and that's certainly no guarantee at this point um, in the team's history and in um, yeah, the history of the league in general with this COVID-19 pause and hoped-for extension of the 2020 season. The next question comes from Tanner at... Bach 89 asking what position do you see as the Bruins biggest weakness long-term to be quite honest, I'd probably say the forward group. Uh, it obviously is 
the position that requires the most players, seeing as there's four lines. But if you look at goaltending, I think Rask and Halak obviously are the best tandem in the NHL right now as Jennings Trophy winners for this regular season. Uh, we have Jeremy Swayman coming up. We have Kyle Kieser coming up. Dan Vladder coming up. Uh, all three are, uh, you know, pretty highly touted prospects. I think Swayman has the best chance of cracking the NHL and being possibly Boston's next starter. So with those three prospects in tow, I think the Bruins are well positioned uh, there. Uh, barring, you know, Rask and Halak leaving, Bruins signing someone via free agency, that's always a possibility as well. On defense, you know, McAvoy, Carlo are going to be Lynch pins, is that a word, for uh, years to come. Those are the two core players right now, and they have some great guys coming up behind them with Grizzlick, Lozon having stepped up. Uh, hopefully they can keep Krug, and then some pretty promising guys in Providence, uh, Zborl, Vakaninen, uh, guys like that coming up. Uh, at forward, there are some decent pieces Coming up in the pipeline uh, in the form of Trent Frederick, Jacksonica, uh, Beecher. Uh, but, you know, on the wings, there are some question marks. And beyond David Pasternak, who's going to be that kind of star player up front once Marchand, Bergeron, Krejci move, move away? Um, I would say, you know, there's some real questions there. Do you want Charlie Coyle as your number one center moving forward? Do you want um, Jake DeBrusque as your number one left wing? It is a position that the Bruins will require an infusion of high-end talent at some point. Maybe that will have to be kick-started by a rebuild at some point once the core guys move on or retire. Uh, but for me right now, I think that is the biggest area of concern. And that's, you know, in the three to five year and beyond range uh, at that. The last question comes from my friend Beth at Iver Wheat, and she asks, how do you choose which hat to wear on a daily basis? For those of you who don't know, I am a big hat guy. Uh, caps in the summer, toques in the winter. Right now it is cap season and I have quite a few to choose from. Now, just recently, uh, my baseball team of choice is the Toronto Blue Jays, and I purchased their new navy cap with a powder blue uh, rim. So I've been uh, wearing that pretty frequently over the last uh, you know, several weeks since the w weather got warmer. I do also have a Blue Jays cap, game day cap, one with a uh, white uh, peak on it. I have an Expos cap. I have a Blue Jays batting practice cap. I have a Bruins draft day Adidas cap from a few years ago. A Toronto Raptors snapback. A Taggart and Torrens snapback. That's a popular podcast up here in Canada. A Guelph Storm vintage snapback. A Whalers snapback. Washington Capitals snapback. As well as a uh, vintage Bruins snapback and a Reebok Bruins one that I wear. It's kind of like a trucker hat with the mesh back. <laughs> so those are kind of the ones that I have to choose from. Uh, generally, yeah, I've been wearing this Blue Jays one quite a bit. 
I usually wear a Blue Jays one pretty much on a daily basis throughout the summer. The Bruins one as well, I'll typically wear, you know, during the playoffs and when they're in action or maybe closer to training camp. But there's no real rhyme or reason to what I wear. There's some that I'll wear for yard work that are more grubby. There's some that uh, I'll wear for nicer occasions, I guess, going out for drinks, things like that. But right now, typically, it's this new Blue Jays one. Um, on a day-to-day basis, it's it's usually a baseball cap, Blue Jays or Expos or Bruins. And the Raptors one I had been wearing quite a lot last summer after their championship run as well. Tukes is a whole different ball game, and, and uh, maybe I'll... I'll talk about that uh, in the winter uh, caps pretty much my weakness some people yeah it's I don't know jerseys shoes whatever but I am always up for uh, browsing caps and picking up a new one before we move on let's talk for a moment about built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar I've been munching on them quite a bit over the last several weeks, especially while working more from home, trying to get a healthy snack that tastes great. Built Bar covers both. They have eight chocolate nut and eight chocolate nut-free flavors, 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. But they're also very healthy for you, high in protein, fiber, low calories, low sugar. Uh, the perfect, really, midday snack it can be used as a lunch replacement if you go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code locked on you'll get ten dollars off your first box that's builtbar.com use promo code locked on and you will get ten dollars off your first box let's finish with some news and notes from around the nhl and i mentioned that the masterton memorial trophy nominees are out and kevin miller is the bruins uh, nominee some other notables include uh, Zach Hyman of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Jay Bomeister of the St. Louis Blues, who, if you recall, underwent a cardiac event during a game. Uh, who else? We have Bobby Ryan, who I mentioned, Henrik Lundqvist from the Rangers, I guess, for having to sit behind two younger goalies on the bench in New York, uh, Ryan Miller of the Anaheim Ducks, uh, James Reimer in Carolina, Corey Crawford in Chicago, Robbie Fabry in Detroit, who, uh, you know, had been traded from St. Louis to Detroit and really experienced a resurgence in his career there. He's one of my personal favorite players after having watched him play for the Guelph Storm in junior hockey. Uh, Connor McDavid also getting a nomination in Edmonton after returning from that pretty serious knee injury at the end of last season, as well as Shea Weber. And, you know, he persevered through a retirement report from uh, former Sportsnet analyst Nick Kiprio. So good on him for doing that. Joe Thornton also getting the nomination for the San Jose Sharks. Now, it also appears as though Canadian cities will be out of the running to be one of the two host cities for the 24-team playoff tournament. As Canada and the U.S. are expected to extend their border ban on non-essential travel into late July. The NHL hoping to start things up within that time, meaning, um, yeah, those Canadian cities are pretty much off the table. And um, 
leading us to think that it might be Las Vegas and Columbus, I think, are the two that I heard were in the running for that. In the strange but true news, Brandon Bochensky was elected mayor of Grand Forks, North Dakota on Tuesday, according to the Grand Forks Herald. He played for the Bruins, of course, also played for the Senators, Blackhawks, Ducks, Predators, and Lightning. He's a Blaine, Minnesota native, but he spent three years playing for the University of North Dakota, where he recorded 154 points. 54 points, 154 points in 120 games. He was a seventh round pick of the Senators in 2001, recorded a career high 70 points in 75 games in his first AHL season, and then uh, got an NHL opportunity with Danny Heatley and Jason Spezza, but he was traded to Chicago after 20 games with the Senators and uh, eventually found a home in the KHL spending eight seasons with Astana Baris before getting into politics. He had 49.62% of the vote, defeating Mike Brown, who had spent 20 years in office. So Brandon Bachensky, I'm not really sure where he stands in terms of his politics, but uh, kind of neat to see a former NHLer getting some love as mayor of uh, Grand Forks, town that I visited and hopefully he doesn't start things off by uh, developing an ice town a la Ben Wyatt. Anyways, I think that's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Hopefully it's not too scattered. Um, Been a bit of a crazy week on the day job front as I try to get this out to you as well. So thank you for bearing with me through all that and I hope you are all doing well, staying safe staying occupied and mentally at peace through this time. It's It's been quite a few months that we've had here, and hopefully things will start to get back to whatever our new normal will be. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like COVID-19 is going anywhere anytime soon, but um, yeah, we just will press on and and continue to do our best. So thanks again for listening. Take care, and we will talk to you again on Friday. Peace.